93.9 The Eagle, broadcasting live from the Zimmer Radio Group World Headquarters. This is the CEO Roundtable with Fred Perry. This city is my city, and I love it, yeah, I love it. Get ready for interviews with movers and shakers from our community as we dive in for a deeper look inside Columbia. Now, here's your host, Fred Perry. And welcome to the CEO Roundtable. So glad that you have joined us this weekend. I'm glad to have you tuned in. Uh, live from the Eagle Studios, I'm very happy to welcome Adonica Coleman to the microphone. Adonica, great to have you here. Thank you for having me. You are the founder of uh, A2D Events and uh, many other things in our community. And so we're going to talk about a lot of those things. But uh, let's start off by you telling our listeners a little bit about your background. Where'd you grow up and, and uh, where'd you go to school and how'd you end up in Columbia? <laughs> well, I grew up in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the natural question is, which where'd high school? Yeah. Right. Where'd you go to high school? Uh, I actually went to Parkway North okay. Senior High School in uh, Creve Corps. Yeah. I was part of the DSEG program. What is that? So that means that they took um, kids of color from the city yeah. and they bust them out to schools that were primarily in the county in St. Louis. Yeah. Um, mm. And so, you know, it was like a 50 minute bus ride every day. So you lived in the city. Yes. But you were, but you rode the bus 50 minutes yes. out to Creve Corps. Yes. Wow. I know. Every day. Was that like a culture shock for you? Well, not for me. And the reason that it wasn't for me is because the elementary school uh, and middle school that I went to was a magnet school that oh. was for gifted kids who had to test in. Yeah. And so that school was so sought after that they were actually busing kids from the county to go to that wow. school in the city. So I was mm. I had already been in a more diverse uh, middle school all the way through eighth grade. Yeah. So it wasn't really culture shock for me. But the bus ride was long. Oh, I bet. Oh, I yeah. bet. Yeah. yeah. Probably lots of fights and uh, all that fun no, stuff. No, lots of sleeping. Oh, is that right? People slept. In the morning. It's well, that's like nice. You're in the bus stop at six. Yeah. Yeah. You sleep on the bus Not in good. the morning. Not yeah. good. <laughs> so uh, you went from a gifted program to Parkway North. I did. How'd that happen? Well, you know, there was a gifted high school that went along with the middle school. Yeah. That we could have just went into. But um, some of my older cousins had gone out to Parkway North and, you know. I wanted to be where they were. Yeah, yeah. So I decided to go out, and uh, it was actually a pretty good experience for me. If you were advising, you have four daughters. Yes. If you were advising one of your daughters yes. right now about uh, that same decision that mm-hmm. you made, mm-hmm. what, what would you tell them? Um, I would tell them to definitely weigh all their options mm-hmm. um, and not just choose something because it's where somebody else is going to be. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm a big fan of of weighing all your options. Yeah, we, you know, it's, uh, when you're that age, mm-hmm. uh, there's so much going on from a hormone standpoint Ugh. and everything else that Ugh. that you really don't make good decisions. Uh, you know, you and, really uh, make can really yeah. make really poor decisions. And actually, I keep trying to tell my sons that you know that uh, well, uh, don't trust your gut instinct on this one. Think it through, you know, and yeah. So anyway, but some ki- I think kids learn two ways for it. Yeah, there are some that you can say that to. Yep, and you can kind of share your experiences, and they're like, yeah, yep. it seems like. I I don't want to do that. Yeah. But then there are some that have to learn by knocking yeah. their head up against the wall. And sometimes they're in the same family. Yes. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Definitely. So I have four daughters. They're all very different. <laughs> yep. So tell us um, a little bit about how you ended up in Columbia. Yes. So um, when I got married in 2002 in St. Louis, um, my husband's new territory was opening up in Wichita, Kansas. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we lived in Wichita for the first two years. Another culture shock. Another. That one was definitely a culture shock because I didn't know anybody either. Right, right. Um, so lived in Wichita for two years. 
he got a promotion that took us to Maryland. Wow. So then we lived in Columbia, Maryland. Wow. Yeah, for three years. Mm-hmm. And um, by then we had my second daughter, daughter and our parents, who were both in St. Louis, were mm-hmm. complaining that they didn't get to see the baby. Yep. So... A position opened up in Columbia, and we thought, you know what? It's close enough to St. Louis, but it's far enough away where nobody's going to be stopping by for dinner. Yeah. Well, so you you were raised in St. Louis, yes. went to school out in the suburbs, yes. uh, lived in Wichita, Kansas, yes. and Columbia, Maryland. Yes. Kind of makes you appreciate what we have here in Columbia, doesn't it? You know, it's an interesting thing. There are things that I miss about um, Columbia, Maryland. Mm-hmm. We were really right in the middle of Close Baltimore and D.C. And, yeah. yep. So there was always... Something going on. Lots of things going Center on Center of the do. universe. Center of the universe. Yeah. Um, there was a lot to do. What I don't miss is the super high cost of living. Mm-hmm. Traffic. The traffic yeah. on 495 yeah. is a beast. Yeah. It's a beast. And people, even though that part of the country is considered the South... Yes. I think people in Missouri are, are friendlier than people in the D.C. area. What, what, what was your experience? I would say yes to that. I yeah. think people in that area just seem to always be in a rush. Yeah. Like people are rushing or they're stuck in traffic, so they're probably just pissed. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's not much room for that. I remember when we first moved here, we were still in that rushing mindset. Yeah. Like we were rushing everywhere. And I remember one time we were walking like into Home Depot and we were walking really fast. And I said, you know, I think we can slow down now. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we can slow down. Yeah. Like, this environment doesn't breathe that yeah. rushing all the time everywhere. You have to be intentional about it, that's yes. for sure. Yes. So, I, I lived out there for a while, and I my the thing I remember is how hot it was. Because, uh, you know, Washington, D.C. is a swamp. Yeah. Oh. I mean, literally a swamp, <laughs> you know what I mean? And and, uh, and figuratively, I guess. But, yeah. Um, so, it was just always so humid. And, you know, it was tough you to You think it's to. more humid than here? I think so. Oh. I do. It seemed a lot more uncomfortable. But oh. uh, anyway, it's... Uh, okay, so um, let's talk about your career path because mm-hmm. uh, you moved to Columbia, Missouri. What, yeah. were you, what were you doing at the time? So when I moved to Columbia, Missouri, I had an interior design business. Oh, okay. So I had been doing interior design and home staging in yeah. Maryland. And that was new at the time. Yeah. Home staging was a new thing. It was really starting to pick up. Mm-hmm. And when I got here, my business was fine. It was great. It was new coming into this kind of market. Yep. Uh, and then 2008, we moved here in 07. Oh, yeah. The and housing then, crisis. Yep. The yeah. housing market crashed yeah. and it was over. Yeah. It was wow. over. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Your your husband is a pharmaceutical rep for Johnson & Johnson. He's he been doing that for a long time. 20 years. Uh, I had him as a guest, of, oh, several weeks ago when mm-hmm. I was filling in for Mike Ferguson. And uh, so his name is DeMarco, and pe- pe- people probably see him around town. Yes. Uh, you guys are often together. We so are. So you guys are you're quite a team. But uh, uh, I want to talk a little bit more about your career, Beth. So yes. you, how did you transition? Now, you're, you now own a company called A2D Events. Yes. Which I just figured out this morning. Uh stands for attention to detail it does i thought it had something to do with your name everybody and I, and, assumes and, that it's my name yeah. and demarco's name and, and that's I'm probably like, why i, I misspell that. your name all the time it probably you know? is no so, it's attention to detail yeah, it is yeah. it is you've been doing your research i have been and mm-hmm. uh, so i said oh that's what that means yes. and so um yes. so that was uh, so tell us about uh, the events business you know i stumbled into the events world um after i closed my interior design business uh, i took a couple years off i had yeah, 
couple more daughters yep, yep. <laughs> and stayed home with them for a little while, which I enjoy. But I started getting a little antsy. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just so happens we had a friend who's an attorney here in town who was planning a 40th birthday party for his wife. And mm-hmm. he wanted it to be a surprise. And so he was talking to uh, DeMarco and I about it. And I said, hey, let's do it here at our house because you can't really surprise her at home yep, at yep. our own house. Um, and I'll help you plan it. Mm-hmm. You know, just being I was at home. I wasn't really doing much. Yeah. Well, raising kids is a lot. Yeah. Uh, but he said, sure, help me. And so me helping him turned into about two weeks later him saying, Saying, hey, this seems like it's a little more work than I thought it was going to be. Would you like to plan it? And I'll just give you my credit card. And I thought, yes, yeah, like give that. me your credit card and I can just do whatever I want. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And really, that's how I fell into it. After yeah. that party, I had several people say, have you ever thought about doing this for a living? Mm. I had not. Yeah. Uh, but I thought, well, I'll try it yeah. and I'll see. I, I've always had a entrepreneurial mindset that comes from my mom. Right. Yeah. Well, it's really tell, yeah, tell us about, about your mom. So what uh how was she entrepreneurial? My mother uh when mm-hmm. I was young had a and she owned an aerobic studio. Oh, okay. Um and then she owned a um a hair salon. Mm. And so even though sometimes in between those things she would work other jobs, mm-hmm. Uh, she always had a business. Yeah. And, and I grew up really in those spaces. Yeah. And so I, you know, I saw her run her own business and I guess I thought, well, it's possible. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. it just, uh, it, it, because you've seen your mom model it. Yes. It's like, oh, and it, you know, absolutely yep. I can do this. I so, can do this. Absolutely. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Absolutely. That's great. So, um, you, continue to be involved in a lot of stuff and and i kind of want to just run through the list uh uh you are the incoming co-chair of the united way campaign yes uh you and demarco are doing that together yes uh so i, I want to talk about that in the second uh segment here but but Talk about some of the things. I, I see you at Broadway Christian Church. Yes. I have uh, visited a couple times, yes. and and uh, you're very active yes. uh, with that church. Tell us about what you're doing there. So uh, I am the uh, director of community outreach, mm-hmm. um, and really my job is to connect the church with the community. Mm-hmm. That is, it's plain and simple. There's nothing fancy about it. Yeah. Uh, I'm in the community all the time anyway, yep. so it was really a natural fit for me to say, okay, well, what can the church do to service the community that I'm already a part of? Yeah. Uh, and it's really been a wonderful thing. When I talked about being in Walmart this morning, it was shopping for kids mm-hmm. with uh, organizations and schools that we partner with to buy holiday gifts for kids who yeah. may be, you know, less fortunate. I like so, that pastor. What's his name? He's a young guy. He is. He's a young guy. Mark Briley. He's, Mark Briley. He's, he's younger than me, so he's I been have there, to say yes. Okay. He's been there a few years. He's uh, been couple there years. a couple years. He only yeah. came six months before COVID. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's a tough way that's to take over a church. That's a tough way yeah. to take a church over. Yeah. And they moved here from um, Tulsa. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, just, I like the way he preaches. I like the way he presents himself. I, I just sort of... Uh, He's very down to earth. Yeah. It's really. Yeah, he does seem very down to earth. Yes, there, and so. he makes it... Everybody understands it. Yeah. Even even my younger kids, when we first started to go, yeah. um, when they would leave, we always asked them, what did you hear or what did you learn? Yeah. And they, they're always able to comprehend because it, it's just plain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what does community outreach look like for a church like Broadway Christian Church? I, you know, the time that I've attended, I will say that it's a fairly older congregation, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for the most part. Um, what, what does, what's the goal of outreach? I will tell you that, um, I was super impressed when I first got a chance to look at what they do for outreach. Mm-hmm. Cause it's, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. They partner with a lot of community organizations. I mean, they have a, what they're pretty known for in the community is they have this big garage sale. 
for Habitat for Humanity that raises over $30,000. Ooh, from one garage sale. Yes, wow. from one garage sale. So That's can you impressive. imagine the kind of planning yeah. and, and things that have to go into that? Yeah. Um, they do a lot of hands-on things with the build for Habitat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they do, obviously, they partner with... Um, some overseas missions things like yep. in Lasse over oh, in Guatemala. Yeah. Um and seriously, Love Columbia, um we our partner in education is the Center for Early Learning North. Oh yeah. That's our partner in education. Uh and we love partnering with them and doing things with them. And it is really the list goes on and on. Athletes in action here in Columbia. Mm-hmm. Um Broadway really Outreach is really their biggest thing, yeah. and that's really what attracted me to them. Is there a goal to sort of enhance diversity uh, at the church? Is that part of the outreach goal? You know what? It is now. Mm-hmm. Broadway went through a visioning process that uh, they started in January of 2020, yeah. not knowing, obviously, what was coming. Yeah. So it kind of put it on hold, but they were able to push through and continue to do those meetings with the a body at large virtually. Yeah. And they came up with these you know, six priority action plans, and definitely one of them is to create a more diverse and inclusive um you know church body yeah and i honestly think fred that that it will come naturally by the things that they're doing that are outreach yeah yeah you know um we've been members of woodcrest for a long time and, mm-hmm. and it, it has really struggled in recent years and, yeah. and one of their goals is to become a multi-ethnic church mm-hmm. and i thought i heard the word multi-ethnic associated with your church as mm-hmm. well but you know um People always talk about how Sunday morning is the most segregated hour of the week. Yes. And I wonder, uh, as I ask, you know, persons of color who are friends of mine, I say, hey, um, does that make sense to you? I mean, do you do you want to go to church with white people? And <laughs> what do they say for <laughs> well, it? It's really interesting. They say, no, not really, <laughs> uh, because um, white people are pretty boring uh, when it comes to their faith. And uh and that's just a very candid answer. And I won't attach names to it, no, but no, you, you, you can probably to. imagine. But the, but the deal is, is that, you know, uh, our spiritual life, um, uh, especially in the African-American community, mm-hmm. is very robust yes. and very active yes. and participatory. Yes, it is. And it's not that way in the white Protestant church. No. You know, and no. so it's like, yeah, I don't necessarily feel comfortable. It's just too boring for yes. me. So, so, yes. so where, where, where do you, um, that is the a, fine line? that is a real, real. And when I say real, I mean, that is a real comment uh-huh. for sure. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm not making it up. No, no, no. You're absolutely not making it up. We could probably ask, you know, 30 more people yeah. who might say something similar. Yeah. And, you know, I think it depends on a lot of things where you are, mm-hmm. what you're looking for at the time. Um, I've been in all kinds of churches. Mm-hmm. I was raised in an all-black Baptist church mm-hmm. in St. Louis City. I've been in all kinds of churches. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found something in each one. But at this point in my life now where I am, I know specifically what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. So while we might not have the kind of music that I'm used to yeah. or the kind of music that makes me get up and put my hands in the air and say hallelujah, which yeah. is what I grew up with, right. which is what I'm comfortable with. Yeah. Um, there are some other things that they have at the church that I am attracted to at this season in my life. Wow. So, but I will tell you that Broadway is committed mm-hmm. to, um, cause how do you really create, how do you create a multi-ethnic, multi-racial church without incorporating some of those things that will attract yeah. people yeah. who are different?